This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. We're back. We're back for motherfucking fights. We're back. We're back. We're back for some motherfucking fights. I am excited. Foyzos, what's up with the what's up? 2022 is here. And uh, a lot of things are happening. Fights are finally back. We're going to get into the fights. I promise you, this card has taken a beating. I've been taking a beating this week. It's been a crazy two weeks for your boy. We'll get into everything. End it with some fight picks. Ten fights, ten winners. Let's fucking go. It's good to talk to you. Feels really good to be back. I got to be honest with you. Um, I'm on vacation this week from work. So I had a lot of free time on my hands. I had to take it because I was supposed to get a sleep study done because my neck is too fucking thick. And they think I have sleep apnea, which I don't think I have. But I underestimated how long it would take to get a sleep study. So I had a consultation today. I got to, you know, well, you don't want to hear about that stuff. Just know that your boy's neck is thick. But no, I FaceTimed with the doctor. They're sending me an at-home sleep kit. Got to do that. But I thought I would be able to get that done this week. That's why I took vacation in fucking January. But, you know, what are you going to do? But other than that, nice little week with the kids. Nice little week with the wife. Got some stuff done. So, you know, it's a new year, new me. Um, We did the MMA award shows. Thank you for everyone who voted. Pretty awesome. You know, not the biggest turnout. I'm going to call you out a little bit. You know, I got 284, 85 followers on Twitter. Uh, I think I had maybe 13 votes max. I mean, come on, I got to bump those numbers up, guys. I know more people than 13 listen to the show. We're in the thousands, brother. You got to start voting. But the IG people did show up. The IG, uh, which I'm I'm never on, which I'm trying to pay more attention to, I posted an IG, and those motherfuckers showed up. You know what I mean? Showed up and showed out, and I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, the award show is over. Now we're back to picking fights, and it's good. It's good to be in 2022. It's good to have this first fight card, even if it's a little weak. And the toughest thing for me, right, my Cincinnati Bengals, my Bengals, which are were my first love. I loved the Bengals since I was a kid. I love MMA. I love the Cincinnati Bengals. And they made the playoffs this year. Fucking who day, baby. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Fucking nasty. Anyway, uh, playoffs are this weekend. They always put two games on Saturday, and I'm praying, praying they didn't put the Bengals on Saturday because I got fights, and it's been a month since fights. I'm going to bet on a lot of them, and I, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I want to, I'm going to obviously, I want to focus on both. They put the fights on at 420. Fourth, or excuse me, uh, fights are, the paper or prelims were supposed to start at four. They probably are now getting pushed because of how many fights have dropped off. The Bengals game's at 430. So we're going to have to two-screen it. We're going to have to two-screen it. Uh, the only thing I'm, I guess I'm kind of lucky with is I'm so excited for fights that the only fight I really, truly, absolutely care about that I want to see with no distractions is the main event. I think the main event is fucking class. Cater, Giga, amazing main event. So that the game will be over before that. The Bengals will long, long uh, destroy the, the the Raiders before that game's over. So I'm, or before the, the the main event starts. So I'm not worried about that. But still, it's it pisses me off. Put them on Sunday, okay? I got nothing to do on Sunday. Put them on Monday, Monday nights for the first game. 
on Saturday, kicking off the pay, uh, the fucking playoffs, but whatever. That's rough. That's rough for me. So I was a little upset by that news, but other than that, it, it you know, Bengals, incredible season. I'm so excited. This is a different team. These these boys are different. We, we ain't had these winners before. These boys are different. Uh, speaking about different, redid the office, right? So my Christmas gift from my beautiful wife, you know, we put all our money into the girls. We don't really get each other a ton of gifts because we, we kind of get each other gifts throughout the year. And she's like me. If she wants something, she gets it. Same with me. We're, we're kind of hard to shop for, I guess, in a sense, unless we're both telling each other, hey, I, this is what I want. Um, she wanted a blender. She's going on this, uh, diet. Uh, she, she bought into this like diet program. So I, I got her blender slash, uh, fucking slash food processor top of the line. I mean, top of the line. Um, no, that's what she wanted. So I got over that and we were discussing what I wanted. I didn't really know, you know, again, like, you know, I don't want to have everything I need. Don't want to spend money, but she won't let me paint. Uh, when we first moved in, we painted every single room in our house, right? The, the, the colors were atrocious. And that was the first time she saw me paint, right? So we're painting the living room and I'm a kind of guy that I go quick. I go quick. I'm out of attention to detail, especially when it comes to paint. I'm messy and I want to get it done. Right. And she, after about a wall, she had to go back and redo the wall. I did and said, okay, you're done. We're not doing this anymore. So I wanted the office. The office was blue. You might not have known. I wanted some different shelves as well. So I was like, you know what? If I'm going to take those shelves down and put new shelves up, let's just paint the office. So wifey bought the paint, picked it out. It's a black color, which is I want it. She painted the whole office. It looks incredible. Got everything's on the wall. I'm going to post pictures on Instagram, and I'll, I'll put them on Twitter as well. Got some things on the wall, and uh, it's a good vibe. I was going to be on video. I have a new little software I was going to do for video. Um, I might not do lives as, as much anymore. I might just put out more videos because I don't get a ton of live viewers anyway. And that way, I, I, the audio and the production of said videos will be better. Because when you do it live, everything's on the fly. Things happen. That kind of bothers me a little bit with me being a OCD maniac. But uh, yeah, so anyway, I was going to be on video. I was going to show off the studio, be on video, got a hoodie on. I look fucking good. Hair's a little longer than you know, got to get the cut, but I stay strong. The hair's strong, boys. Uh, but I just, I didn't have enough time to do it. I was supposed to do this on Friday, but this week just, you know, it's been a crazy week, man. I got to go to the, the doctors tomorrow f- to try to get my DOT approved so they can, you know, I'm going to walk in, they're going to measure my neck and be like, ah, pipe it. I got a sleep study done. Give me three months or whatever. I'll come back when I, when I fucking don't have sleep apnea and shove it up your ass. Um, but yeah, so it's just like, I'm like, man, I don't know if I have time to do the video, but I want to get the audio in and then got a new microphone. Got a new microphone. So here it is, boys. Here, here's, here's before we get to the fight. Here's what I want to talk about. I'm not a New Year's resolution guy, right? New year, new me, new all that shit. I believe in that, right? We're going we're gonna to have a great year gambling. We're going to win all our bets. I mean, I haven't placed a bet yet in 2022. I'm going to win all of them. I, that's how confident I am. Every bet I place, I'm going to win this year. I think no one's ever done it. I'm going to do it. That's how fucking confident I am. But um, no, so the New Year's resolution, it's like I'm, I'm, I was taking a heart. Look, again, have some time off. Had some off, uh, some time off from from doing the podcast, doing the fights, not being in my office as much. I'm I'm make trying to make new logos and stuff like that. I'm trying to keep busy, but you know, I'm sitting here thinking like, you know what? You know, I got I had two credit cards, and they weren't crazy high balances or anything like that. But I was buying shit a lot, right? And it wasn't like I was overextending myself or killing myself or you know put myself in like crazy amounts of debt. But I had a wondering eye, like, oh, I want to try that out. I want to try that out. I want to try that out. You don't know this, because, well, you do know that I'm a bougie bitch, but you don't know that throughout this podcast, I've probably spoken into 
15 different mics and I haven't kept all of them. I've returned them. I sold some I've kept for a little bit, you know, whatever the case might be. And I, I, it was, it was a thing that I, it was like a hobby of mine. I really liked having good audio gear, good video gear, really liked that. And I had these two credit cards, guitar center, they stink Sweetwater, which I love. And I was just like, you know, my, the Sweetwater, they, they hook you up with a sales guy and he's just pushing shit down my throat, like new stuff. Like, Hey man, this is new. You want to come check this out? And of course I'm weak. I'm like, yeah, I don't buy clothes anymore. Really all that much. I'm not, I don't really buy shoes. There was a point in my life. I was really in the shoes. Don't really buy shoes. Uh, I mean, the only thing I do is like my hobby right now is, is my, not really, I work my family in this podcast, focusing on this, right? Making it sound good, making it look good, making it have cool graphics, a cool logo. So I kind of got wrapped up in like, let me just keep buying shit until I find my voice. Well, I was like sitting there thinking about it <clears throat> first week of January uh, during the, um, during the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, during the award show when I was getting ready for it. I'm like, man, like I just, you know, I've been doing this podcast three or four years now. And I'm just like, I think three and a half years. And I'm just like, man, I just, been through a lot, right? And I've and I've wasted money, spent a lot of money. I don't know if wasted's the wrong word, but I spent a lot of money, right? And it's because it's like, oh, I can just charge it to the game. I can put it on this credit card, and I won't have to pay it off until six months from now because they always give you those deals or you know whatever the fuck it is. It's like, hey, ten bucks a month. I can do ten bucks a month. I can do ten bucks a month, and it just adds up, adds up. So you know, I was like, you know what? Even though I, I've been super anal about my credit, super crazy about my credit, because my credit was really bad when I was a kid or when I was younger because of my sister stole some shit from me, put stuff in my name. It was a whole fucking thing. That's a whole nother podcast, bro. That's a whole nother thing. But my credit was terrible in my early 20s, and I kind of ignored it. I said, fuck that. I don't care. You know, all I care about is boozing, right? And then when I got older, I'm like, shit, I need to really fix that. So I've been crazy about my credit ever since I've been, you know, I have alerts set up on everything. I check my credit at least once a week, uh, yada, yada, yada. And I know closing accounts hurt your credit for some reason. They, they ding you. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't understand credit. Like if you go and you buy a car, they ding you on the, on the, on that. And it's like, what are we doing here, guys? What are we doing? Why, why, why are you dinging me on that? But, um, so yeah, I closed both both accounts. I closed both accounts. I bought one more microphone. This microphone I've had my eye on. Bought it with my own money. No credit card money. Bought it after I closed the accounts. Um, and uh, it's the last one I'm going to have. Uh, and I and I mean that. You probably, probably heard me say that before. But I just was like, you know what? I need a clean start. I need a clean start. Can't keep just buying stuff because it's a hobby and, and trying to justify it. Like, oh, yeah, I'm buying stuff because, you know, whatever. And then, again, I was fine. I mean, it's not like I was in a hole or anything like that, but it's like it could eventually got there. I feel like I was responsible with it, but the more responsible thing is to fucking just not have it because you don't need it. You got everything you need. It's an impulse thing, right? And I was a time in my life, a young man, very impulsive. I would spend, I get a paycheck, you know, $350 or whatever, right? And I go and I spend 250 on shoes. And then I have $100 for like a week. And it's like, oh, I can, I can live off, you know, 50 cent bag of Doritos and a Mountain Dew. You know what I mean? Like, like that was my brain when I was younger and I have since fixed that. But then I started kind of falling into those old traps. So, shredded the cards, closed the account, uh, ding my credit, which is so fucking annoying. Why are you doing this? And then I'm just going to, you know, obviously I, the, the one, the guitar center credit card, I, I can pay off, but in, in a matter, but Sweetwater is going to take me a little bit. That's kind of, that's got a nice little balance on it, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there after this weekend. 
Because we're going to win. And I know what you're thinking. You're turning into a uh, an MMA picking podcast. You want your picks, right? And you're getting credit advice from a guy like me, right? That's what you want to hear. You want to hear how they fuck you on the credit and why this guy, me, is teaching you about what you should do and this and that. I'm sorry. I don't want to preach. I'm just, I'm excited to talk to you guys. I'm excited for you guys to listen. Wanted to let you know that was my New Year's resolution. You know, I'm not Catholic. I don't do Lent. I don't really give up anything. That was my thing. Cut the cards up, cancel the accounts, no more distractions, focusing on whatever. But I did get this microphone that I bought with my own money, personal money. I got it right in front of me right now. It is more than advertised. That's one of the reasons why I want to do it on video because I want to show the fucking microphone. No one cares. No one listening cares except me, but she's clean. She's clean, brother. She's clean. Uh, so it's a good last microphone to have. Now, again, if this breaks, I go buy another microphone. But I'm saying it's not going to be like a fucking hobby where it's like, oh, this one's new. This one probably sounds good. This one sounds good. No, none of that. This is this is my baby right now, okay? Kissed it. That's Now it's mine. It's officially mine. But I hope you enjoyed the break. A lot of people, a lot of um, cappers were enjoying the time off. They weren't tweeting now they're back and they're kind of, you know, there were some Invicta fights on last night. Now they're kind of excited. This card, unfortunately, was never solid to begin with besides the main event. Co-main event was okay, but then everything started falling apart. Now less people were interested, but we got fights back for the next, like, three months. I mean, we're going to have maybe a week off here and there, but never, not a month off for a while. <clears throat> UFC's coming to Columbus, March 26th. Nate the Train, baby. Nate the Train's fighting. Lerone Murphy in Columbus. I feel like I have to go. The main event's Jan Blachowicz versus Alexander Rakic? I don't know. Is that who it is? Jan's fighting somebody. I think it's Rakic. I don't know. In Columbus. I think I might have to go. I might have to make a weekend. I was going to go with the boys, right? Some guys at work, you know, we, we made a trip in Columbus two years ago. Right when COVID hit, got canceled, all that. I was going to maybe go with the boys. Maybe do a little boys night out, you know. The boys are back in town. I think I'm going to take the wifey. Get a little, you know, Columbus is a cool little town, hip little town, college town, young kids. You know, I'm not young anymore, but fuck. Get a nice hotel. They got some decent restaurants and then uh, see some fights. You know, have the have the little babies, have the kids either stay with her mom or my parents. Uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. But I think once the main event didn't impress me and they're announcing more and more fights. And I think, uh, I think Nate the Train versus Lauren Murphy. <laughs> I mean, what? how can I not see Nate the Train live? I think he might lose because I think Laurel Murphy is the real deal. But if Nate the Train somehow wins, he surprised me before, then I get to hear a Nate the Train post-fight interview. Who is our award winner post-fight interview by, mind you, in person? I can't beat that. You can't beat it. So uh, I think the tickets come on sale this week. I think my buddy at work, who's like a pre-sale member or whatever, sent me an email. I think tickets went on sale today if you're a pre-sale member and then tomorrow for general public. I don't think they're going to sell out in time quick, but uh, yeah, I think I'm out. And of course, if I go, I got to do good seats. You know what I mean? I don't do no jump seats. I got to do the good seats. You know what I mean? All right. January 15th, 2020. First fight card of the year. We're back. We're back, baby. Back in a New York groove, whatever that fuck that song is. Um, Again, fight card fell apart a lot. Brian Kelleher fight fell apart. Kevin Kroom stepped up. I mean, look at these look at these fights that were supposed to be on here. Okay, I'm going to read this. Michelle Pereira versus Andre Fijol. That was a, a booking that got booked because Michelle and Muslim Salikov withdrew, which was an awesome fight. That was a commitment. It was unbelievable. 
Uh, Fijol took the fight, but it got rescheduled to COVID concerns. Fijol got destroyed by Chris Curtis, by the way. I thought Pereira was going to win that fight. Honey Basilo's Victor Henry. That was supposed to be booked like two weeks ago. Henry took it on short notice. They got That got rescheduled. TJ Brown versus uh, Moogley. Gabriel Benitez. Benitez withdrew. Kyle Borello versus Jamie Pickett. Kyle, Kyle Borello's the he fought in the contender series. He's the fight nerd. He's got a fucking neck tattoo. He's a good-looking dude, and he wears glasses, so he's called himself the fight nerd. Fuck off. Vanessa Delmopoulos. <laughs> Delmopoulos. Yeech versus Soma, uh, so, uh, Savannah gomez Juarez. Eh, okay. About rescheduled. I won't be tuning in. Michelle Pereira versus Moulin Sakhov. Awesome fight. Sakhov for Drew. Don't know. Joaquin Buckley versus uh, Razak Ahasan. Awesome fight. Ahasan with Drew. Yoda versus Demopoulos. That was original. Brian Kellenher versus... I can't pronounce this guy's name. Kakramanov. I can pronounce his last name. Kakramanov tested positive for COVID. Now Brian Keller has Kevin Kroom on short notice. Uh, Jasmine Jadavuk, Kay Hansen, Kay Hansen, hubba hubba. And then uh, there's Cleetson Rodriguez, but that was never, that might have just been a rumor or whatever. So number 10 fights. Kellner Kroom kicking off the card, at least is what it says right now. Kellner is a minus 290. Kevin Kroom is a plus 235. I like Kellner. Both these guys almost have the same record. It's pretty crazy. 23 and 12 and 21 and 13. Kellner, when he first came to the UFC, I felt like he was just kind of average. And I thought he was a confident guy. Then I thought Lineker kind of maybe took his soul a little bit. And then the confidence waned. I think popping up to 45 because he's a 35er and fighting a lot during the pandemic at 45, not worrying about the weight cut, training year round, getting better. This is his full time job. Has only helped him, obviously. He's confident as all get out. He's a smart fighter. His wrestling's on point. His guillotine's good. His boxing's pretty good. Um, the thing about Kellen Her, though, is sometimes he's a little too tight that when guys get wild, Kevin Kroom can get a little wild. Uh, you know, that could be a problem for him. Kevin Kroom does hit hard, but I just, you know, short notice, I think he's got a gas tank problem, as is. I'm not super excited about Kevin Kroom stepping up here. Like, you know, I thought Kellen Her against Kakramanov was an amazing fight. Um, but give me Boom Calendar. Minus 290. It's, it's a little stiff. It's a little high. I mean, 3 to 1. He's probably going to close over 3 to 1 favorite, in my opinion. But uh, Kevin Kroom is scrappy at best. And I think Kellenher, uh, even though they have the, uh, it's the same record, Kellenher's been fighting UFC a lot longer, has some really world class losses on his record. And I really feel like he's in his groove now. I feel like he knows what he wants to be as a fighter. He wants to mix it up. He wants to take you down. He wants to beat you up. He can look for submissions if you want. His cardio is on point. His boxing, which is what he used to lean on a lot in the past, I think he's realized, okay, like my boxing's okay. It's getting better. It's a work in progress. But I don't want to bang it out with some of these guys. I want to mix it up. I want to be a mixed martial artist. That's the name of the game, boys. Um, so I like Kellner here. Listen, I kind of like him big, obviously, but minus 290 is throwing me a little bit of a pause. My bankroll isn't as fat. We're starting over, as you guys know, because I, I cashed out. So, I, I mean, that, that could be a parlay piece. I do not have the slime ball written down here. Maybe I'll, 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 I'll develop it uh, as we go. That's something, you know, again, I'm a little late behind the game today with just being busy this week, and I apologize. Next week for the pay-per-view, we're going to be on video. We're going to have the slime ball. We're going to do it all, baby. Uh, next week will probably be live, actually, because uh, I'll be with the boys. I'll be with the boys, so we'll, we'll probably do it live. Whenever I'm with the boys, with Timbo and Christian, we'll do it live. I'll uh, do it live, Bill. I need to get that Bill O'Reilly clip. But give me Brian Kellner. I think he's a better overall fight. I think he has more ways to win. He's been in training camp this whole time, and Kevin Kroom. I mean, I'm sure Kevin Kroom's training is professional, but... Don't love that card. All right, next up, TJ Brown versus Charles Rosa. TJ Brown's a minus 270 versus Charles Rosa, who is a plus 220. I hate this line, and I hate that I got to pick this fight. 
I really, truly do because I think both guys stink out loud. TJ Brown, Arkansas guy, was Bryce Muscle's training partner, moved up to Kansas City, I believe. Uh, maybe he's still training in Arkansas. I don't really know the details, but um, was on the contender series, finally got a shot, didn't have the most impressive record, goes on the contender series, and then has just laid eggs in the UFC. He's been in some close fights, has won some close fights that maybe he shouldn't have won. Um, you know, he's a tough guy. You know what I mean? He, he's got heart, but he's got a little bit of cardio. So, Charles Rosa, again, the fakest black belt you've ever seen. Who gave this guy his black belt? I want to know. I bet you he got his black belt behind a McDonald's. He found it in the fucking dumpster. No one gave this guy a black belt. Um, but he's taking it on like three, four days notice, hopped on a plane, jumped right there, got a four-fight deal. That's why he took it, right? He His contract was up or at least one fight left, and he said, okay, I'll, I'll take this fight, but you got to give me a new four-fight deal because he was probably on his way out. Let's be honest with you. I think he's coming off a win or coming off a loss. He's rotated wins and losses like no one's business. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's win-loss, win-loss, win-loss his whole career. You know, since 2014, it's been win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one. I'm not making this up. For seven fucking years, it's been win one, lose one. He's coming off a loss to Damon Jackson. Coming up before that was a split decision whenever Justin James, which was a very ugly fight. Derek Miner, Minner, Harley Noer, whatever. That was his, his uh, a loss as well. None of these losses are impressing me. TJ Brown is pretty good on the ground. His striking is coming along. I think he's going to be a little bit bigger. Um, and tra- training with James Krause and, and getting a different environment is always going to be good. I'm taking TJ Brown here, but I fucking hate it. I hate this so much. This is something that I, I probably, I can't. It makes me sick thinking that I'm, I'm picking TJ Brown as a plus 270, or excuse me, a minus 270 favorite. But I can't pick Charles Rosa. Charles Rosa is a complete dirtbag. My baby is crying. Her mommy is giving her a bath. She, shy. Um, Charles Rosa, he just stinks. He's so, so bad. And TJ Brown's not any better. But I guess he's just a little better. The biggest problem I have, I think this could be a fun fight. I think this could be a good, fun, scrappy fight. Little sloppy in the feet. They're going to exchange some stuff on the ground. Could possibly even be hard to score. See it going into the decision. Because um, no one finishes Charles Rosa. But... Uh, so I see decision play here, maybe a prop play. We're gonna we're gonna start working on our props here, boys. A little prop play. See decision, which is probably gonna be pretty high. But anyway, that's a good parlay piece, in my opinion. I just I just can't stomach it. I'll throw up all over myself if I bet TJ Brown at minus two seventy, and then I'll probably kill myself if I was forced to bet Charles Rosa. So give me TJ Brown. Simple pick. The only bet in this situation would be goes to decision. All right, next up, Ramiz Brahmajaj. I why can't I pronounce this guy's fucking name? Ramiz versus Court McGee. Great fight. Both pick them fight minus one hundred eight on either side. A lot of people kind of kind of shitting on Ramiz here a little bit. They're like, oh, he's never fought anybody like Court McGee before. Court McGee's a different kind of guy. Court McGee's gonna grind him, and Court McGee's you know whatever. Uh, sure, right? I thought Ramiz looked okay in his debut against uh, Max Griffin. Max Griffin is a guy that's going to grapple you up, put you against a cage, and elbow you off because that's what he did. And Court McGee is the same way but less violent. Court McGee's cardio is good. His grappling's decent. He's going to he's gonna want to keep him close. He's going to grab you. He's going to take you down. He's going to stand you. He has shown poor fight IQ in his last couple fights. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. Both pick them, pick them lines at 108. A lot of cappers are against Ramiz here, right? He's not the youngest guy in the world. He's 29. Court McGee, I mean, if I had to guess, I'm going to click on his name right now, right? I swear to God, I'm not looking at me. My guess for Court McGee's age is 57 years old. 
I see how old he is. He's 37. Okay. I was off by 20 years. Um, that's I was actually kidding, but I actually am surprised that Court McGee is only 37. I'm going to go Ramiz here. I'm going to go with the young guy here. I think this is going to be a, a kind of a boring fight like most Court McGee fights are. He's impossible to finish. You can drop him. You can rock him. He's hard to hold down. He's hard to take down. Car, he's carded only gets better. Ramiz slowed down the max fight. Look great against Sasha Plakhanov. Plakhanov is kind of a bum. Um, so give me Ramiz here. I don't love, you know, if Court was a huge dog, I'd take a stab at Court because that's we're we're in the more, you know, we're fucking the court's in session. You know what I'm saying? We're in the we're in this business to make some money. Uh so I would take Court. But as a pick 'em fight, I'm gonna go the younger fighter, the hungrier fighter, the bigger fighter. And, and you know, Court is is never gonna fight for the title. You know what I mean? He's 37, like I said, going on 57. And he's just, he's just not there. Ramiz, there's a lot of unanswered questions here. This could be a big benchmark. This reminds me of the Sean Brady fight when Sean fought Court McGee. It was it was Sean won, but it was it was entertaining up until that point. Court is a fucking stud. He won that third round. This is a big benchmark for Ramiz, and I hope he takes it seriously. I thought he looked good against Sasha, but you know anybody can kind of look good against a turd. All right, next up, Jamie Pickett minus or excuse me, plus one twenty four versus Joseph Holmes seven and one minus one forty five taking this fight on short notice. Old Joe Holmes. I believe it's Ugly Man, which is a cool fucking nickname, Joe. Joe Holmes, Ugly Man. I kind of like him, bro. He's not an ugly dude, but it's funny. He was on the Contender Series, knocked out, or excuse me, choked out Shante Barnes, who was kind of a bum. Uh, and then he, Jahadovan Potty, Pat, uh, on looking for the fight in Colorado, which Denver, Colorado, which with uh, my boy uh, Christian was in attendance, met Dana, met Matt. Met Din, probably, Din Thomas. Um, anyway, uh, Holmes was there, and he looks good. He's a long-rangey striker, um, taking this fine short notice, but he should have been should have been signed to UFC after the contender series, in my opinion. Not sure why they let him go. Jamie Pickett, God, I love this guy's story. I love where he's from. I love his, his, his roots, and he's a tough dude, but he's just not that skilled. I don't think I think Joe Holmes is going to just kind of keep him at distance, and Jamie's going to want to close the distance, and... It's going to have a problem. I think Joe, Joe Holmes is better on the ground. I think he's going to be a little bit better on the feet. I think Pickett has some decent power. He has decent durability, but I'm all over Joe Holmes here. Joe Holmes at minus 145. I like the line. Jamie, again, just hasn't looked great since the contender series. Took him three tries. Finally got the contract. I felt like they felt kind of bad for him. And has really laid some eggs in the UFC. Um, you know, got knocked out by the Beverly Hills Ninja in like the first round. They jumped all over him. I think Joe Holmes doesn't have that kind of explosiveness that uh, that serial killer Jordan Wright has, but he does have some good striking. You know, he's got long range punches and he's got some good kicks and, and he's durable. He's tough himself and pretty, pretty uh, decent ground game as well. So give me Joseph Holmes. Uh, I like minus 145 as well. This is going to be kind of a must bet for me. I, I kind of like Joe Holmes to win. Don't know if he can finish Jamie. I mean, Jamie is had been a durable guy throughout his career, but he did get put out. So maybe that kind of like unlocks something in his brain. Uh, but maybe I'm not going to touch the props. Maybe I'll stay away from the props in this one. I got to get the prop record up, okay? So give me Joe Holmes, minus 145. He was in contention for my moral lock. That's just want to let you know how, how fucking confident I am in Joe Holmes. He was in contention for my moral lock. I went the, another direction, but that's uh, that's how I feel about it. All right, next up, John Anderson Brito versus Bill Algio. John Anderson Brito, this fight is kind of in flux, I think. Brito's cornerman tested positive for COVID. Maybe there's something. This might not happen. That's what I'm trying to say. Minus 134 versus plus 114. Bill Algio is kind of like the uh, MMA Twitter darling. A lot of people like this guy. You know, he coaches himself. 
He's looked pretty good in the UFC so far. He's, you know, he's one and two, but each fight he's looked pretty good. He fought Carl Lamas, very close fight. Beat Spark Carlisle and then and then lost Ricardo Ramos. He's fought some good guys, right? Spark Carlisle didn't really have the the best career in the UFC, right? Just can't have a really great comeback. His last fight a couple months ago or a month ago, whatever it was, pretty impressive performance. Um, Jonathan Brito coming off the contender series. Explosive dude. This dude. Hey, this dude explodes. Uh, you know, and, and he's he's your classic Brazilian fighter. A lot of his early wins are like, who? No, that dude, that no, that dude manages an Arby's. He's not a fighter. And then he slowly starts to actually fight some people and get some wins. He's got a lot of, and he mixes them up, chokes, punches, but he's explosive. Fought in contender series, won a uh, technical unanimous decision. Um, and, you know, I think he's durable. I think he's tough. I think he's aggressive. Bill Algio has his own style, but the problem with Bill Algio, and then, let, me, let me tell you the problem with Bill Algio, okay? I'm going to tell you the problem with him. He just, I don't like fighters that train themselves. I just don't like it. I don't know. I'm sure he has a head coach. He obviously has cornermen, but who's really sitting him down saying, this is what we need to do? He's too busy running a business. Now, I don't know enough about the situation. Maybe I can, can be completely wrong. Maybe he just puts his name on the building or whatever. But from everything I've read and the commentators have talked about him, that's not the case. The guy is the guy who runs the show. That scares me a little bit, right? That scares me and, and, and possibly, you know, he's a confident guy or whatever. But that just, as a better, as a gambling man, uh, that just doesn't sit right with me. So I'm going to go Brito here. Minus 134. I like the number. I just... <clears throat> We'll talk about a fight later in the card. The next fight. I don't love fighters coming off the contender series. I've learned my lesson. Berto didn't go and, and make this huge impression in the contender series, right? It was it was a good fight. It was a close fight. It was it was it was what it was. I mean, he looked he had he showed some flashes, but um, but usually the winners that come off the contender series that everyone's sucking their dick, uh, usually kind of lay an egg in the UFC. And I'm trying to avoid that. I'm trying to avoid that. So. Uh, I'm going to go Brito, though. I don't know how heavy I'm going to go on this. I kind of like him in the matchup with Bill Algio. I think Bill Algio is a unique fighter, has a unique style, doesn't do anything great. I think his ground game is okay. I think his uh, submission defense has proven to be okay. I think his stand-up's okay. He he rock llamas. He can crack a little bit, but he, I just don't see any of that really playing out here. Brito, he's, he's the longer guy, so maybe that, that's going to help him a lot. But I think Brito just being, as long as his cardio holds up, as long as he doesn't have COVID and this fight happens, his fucking explosiveness with his takedowns, with his striking, I think that's going to be the huge difference here. Algeo Scrappy, he's Philly, dude. Philly tough with those hoagies. Uh, but nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Brito. Brito. All right, next up, Dakota Bush. This motherfucker's nickname's Harry Bush. The motherfuckers, they have, they're going to have to change it. Right, Dakota Harry Bush is his nickname. They're gonna have to change it. Versus Vlashishev Borshishev. Or hold on, let me let me let me take that again. Take two. Vakaslav, nah, that's it. Versus Borishev. And I think he goes by Vladi. Trains with uh with Uri Faber, was on the contender series, had an awesome kind of comeback win. Slava Klaus, that's what it was. Slava Klaus. Klaus, excuse me, uh, had an awesome comeback win against Chris Duncan. It was, well, maybe not even comeback win. They were banging it out on the feet. Chris Duncan, scoltish, tough as nails, banging out on the feet, and then he slapped him in that second round with a left hook. Beautiful left hook by Slava Klaus. It, one of the better contender series fights from last year. Uh, un, no, excuse me, not undefeated. Has one loss, but has looked pretty good. Has fought top competition. Has been with Team Alpha Male for a while. Haven't really heard of this guy, right? Usually Alpha Male guys really get shoved down your throat. Haven't really heard about this guy. Looked pretty good. Looked a little undersized for 55 in my opinion. A little loose, a little small. 
Boxing is Chris. Takedown defense was pretty good. Um, but there's still some question marks. He's five and one, young in his career. And Dakota Harry Bush, eight and three, coming out of Missouri. James Krause's guy. Um, and uh his GSC debut lost Austin, Austin Hubbard by decision. You know, Austin Hubbard got Austin Hubbard. That's what Austin Hubbard does. You know, he, he fucking gets you and he, and, and, and you know, what are you going to do? Um, and he's got a couple of decision losses as well. Never been finished before. I don't see a finish happening here. Uh, I didn't even get the lines. I'm so excited. Plus 194 for Dakota Harry Bush. And uh, Slavikos is a minus 184. This is a tough one. This might have been the toughest one for me to pick because, again, Slavikos is, is very hyped coming off the contender series. Looked pretty good against Chris Duncan, who was, who was a solid fighter. Um, I believe Duncan got his fight canceled, and then they had to find uh, 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 this guy, Borshev. So it was interesting. It was an interesting, but, you know, I just, it's weird when a guy from Alpha Mountain, they do a ton of social media, they do a ton of podcasts, they do a ton of YouTube videos. Never heard of this guy. Never even heard of him. He's in that room full of killers. I've never heard of him. Until he won his contender series matchup, then people start talking about how great he is. He's a great guy. He loves America, blah, blah, blah. Cool, but I didn't hear of him. And he looked good. His stand-up looked good against against Chris Duncan. Chris Duncan went right after him. Chris Duncan was trying to prove a point. Um, and, and I think some some adjustments could have been Chris Duncan's, helped Chris Duncan. Dakota Bush likes to get the fight to the ground. He's a bigger guy. Um, his striking is okay. Didn't look good against Austin Hubbard, but Austin Hubbard a, is a tough, durable dude that's really, really tough to finish. If you're giving me plus 194 against a guy coming off the contender series, I'm going to take it. Not only am I going to take it, that's my dog lock baby that's my dog lock dakota bush listen i looked at this up and down there's there's some dogs alike there's not some dogs i love i just think everything adds up slava calls coming off the contenders everyone loves him no one heard about him before i think he filled in he looked good, but now he's getting a guy who's fought in the UFC before. He's got a good style to take him to the ground. James Krause's head coach is a good coach. Uh, you know, undersized as well. I mean, give me Dakota Bush. Got to change his name, Dakota. Listen, I love a good pussy joke as the next guy, okay? I'm, you know, I don't do a lot of pussy jokes, but I love them. But Dakota Harry Bush, listen, ESPN owns Disney. <laughs> You're not, I mean... I don't want them to bleep cuss words, but if they let this guy get away with Dakota Harry Bush, and he's fought in the UFC before. I did not watch his uh, Austin Hubbard fight back. I don't think they announced Harry Bush. I don't think they did. I think I brought this up before when he fought. This is back in April, so it's been a while. Um, I think I think I brought this up before, and I'm pretty sure they announced his name. All right, Caitlin Chukagian. Oh, Chuk. Minus 184 versus Jennifer Maya. She is a plus 148 underdog. Classic female fight, three versus four, uh, Chikagian. She seems like she beats everyone. Jennifer Maya really impressed me against the Valentina Shevchenko fight. She didn't look great at her meet, her fight immediately after that. But in the Shevchenko fight, she took it to her. She wasn't afraid. She, you know, she took a round from Shevchenko. She was taking her down. She was doing some well, uh, doing well on the feet. Chikagian is a boxer, likes to stay on the outside. I think her takedown offense is very vulnerable. I think Jennifer Maya has a way to take her down. I think Chikagian is going to get taken down. I think Jennifer Maya is going to stalk her, be the bigger, powerful puncher. Chikagian has better boxing and better technique and stays a little longer. No power in those punches. She screams every time like fucking Venus Williams. I don't know why I said Venus and not Serena. Um, that's the way my brain fucking works, apparently. 
Give me Jennifer Myers, the dog price here. I like this dog. It's plus 148. I'm going to take a little poke. I'm not going to go crazy on this woman fight. I don't have a, the best read on it. Uh, but give me Jennifer Myers. I think she can take Chikagian down. It's going to go to decision. If you want to fucking bet anything in the world, if you want to fucking take your grandma's diamond ring that she's leaving for you or whatever the fuck, and you want to go pawn it and get the money and go bet responsibly, I think I should say, then I would go, this fight goes to the decision. It's going to be on a, a godly number. The props are probably out there. I haven't looked them up because I'm already sweating in my office right now because I got a hoodie on like a fucking bozo. Had the heat had a heat issue last week, boys, and got that fixed. And boy, the heat is blowing, and I am sweating. All right, next up. So Jennifer Mai is my official pick. Excuse me, plus 148. I, I'm not going to pass up that dog shot. All right, Brandon Raval versus Rod, uh, Rodrigo Bontorin. Great fight. Love this fight. This is a prime time why you should keep the 125ers around. Brandon Raval, you only had three fights in UFC, I think. Has it been three? Let's see. I don't have them pulled up here. Let's go. Three fights in the UFC, I think, right? Uh, ba, 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 four. Four fights in the UFC, excuse me. It's two and two. But those four fights have been electric. The Tim Elliott fight, who's a veteran of the sport, choked him out, electric. The Kai Car France fight, spinning elbow dropped him. He got dropped. Choked Kai, Kai Car out, who's a high-level guy. Insane. The Brandon Moreno fight, the champion. He gave Brandon everything in the, the, well, let me say that again. He threw everything in the kitchen sink at Brandon. Blew his shoulder out. Had to have soldiers, shoulder surgery. Fought Pantoja. Looked dominant in the first round. Came out and just attacked Pantoja. Pantoja settled down, took him to fight to the ground, and, and submitted him. Rodrigo, Rodrigo Bontorin is a guy who I, I think people don't talk about enough. I don't think he fights Needs to fight a little bit more. He's got a couple losses. You know, Ray Borg, Kai Car France, back-to-back. Kai Car knocked him out. So we're doing MMA math. You know, Brandon Raval should win. Rebounded off that loss two months later, by the way, which is crazy. Pretty horrible knockout loss um, for him as well. After he dominated Kai Car as well, Kai Car came back. Uh, fought a dangerous guy in Matt Schnell. Decision Matt Schnell. Want to see a knockout there because Matt Schnell does have a chin problem. But he's fought Roland, Roland Popolov, Magma Butinov. I mean, this guy's got some wins here. Brandon Ravel, again, is getting the favorite here. It's minus 172 uh, versus plus 140. And I love this fight. And I like Brandon Ravel. I know Timbo, my guy's probably listening. He's going to hammer Brandon Ravel. Maybe we'll do a little side wager on that. But I just, um, yeah, here's the thing. I just think Raval is good in that first round. I don't know if he's a three-round fighter. And he might not have to be because he is slick everywhere. He has power. He has good submissions. He might not, and he's crazy. He'll throw anything. So he might not have to be a three-round fighter. Balterin, I think, has the power and look good against Matt Snell for three rounds and not gas out at all. Is pretty big, like stocky and, and muscled up for 125. Weight could be an issue. That's let's check the scales because I did see him doing interviews before this, and he looked a little, little thick. Okay, boy, with a little thick. Um, I'm gonna take Bontarine. I'm gonna take Bontarine. Send, send him home. home. Send him home. Send him early. home. Listen, it's send him home either way. I think both these guys can send him home. Bontarine is a tank. Kai Car knocked him out. Um, so so he has been vulnerable. He has been checked before. He's 17 and three, but Raval. Has been hurt with some punches, and he's wild in there. I think Baltarine, if he stays within himself, can land some big shots. If he gets to the ground, it could be interesting because Baltarine, I'm sure, is a black belt. Doesn't have any submissions lost on his record. Raval is a fucking uh, stud on the ground. He's crafty. He's unique. 
His shoulder's at 100%. Apparently, in the Pantoja fight, his shoulder wasn't great. So there's a lot of factors going into this fight. This should be the co-main event, in my opinion. This 100% should be the co-main event um, with everything falling off. But give me Balterine. Give me... Send him home. I think it's sent him either way. I think the play here is if you don't want to pick a side, I would go uh, fight doesn't go to the decision. I don't see either. These guys are killers, right? One's going out. And I'm just going to lean towards Bontarine with a little bit more power just because Brendan Vol, exciting as he is, and he could go out there and fucking wheel kick this guy, rolling thunder this guy, you know what I mean, and get him out of there within three seconds, and I wouldn't be surprised. But I also can see him doing some crazy shit and getting caught. You know what I mean? And just and slowing down as well because his pace is just a little too high. Hopefully he comes out and paces himself a little bit more because I want to root for the guy. I do. I think he's an exciting addition to 125. Um, but give me Bontarine here and you're getting me in a plus number. So I'm going to take Bontarine plus 140. I'm going to take the side and I'm going to take um, him. Probably, I see him winning by knockout possibly. Maybe a submission. Submission is probably crazy high because uh, Brandon Royal has been submitted before. But man, I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. Maybe, maybe I'll go, maybe I'll go, uh, Tico, maybe Tico on the ground. Kind of like what Moreno did, you know, even though he, he rolled over and shoulders busted. I don't know. Maybe shoulders get busted again. I don't know. Exciting fight, but I do. That's a great spot to play right there. I like that spot. All right. Next up, Chase Sherman. I guess we can call this the main event. I don't want to Chase Sherman plus one sixteen, one ten. I can't read my handwriting versus Dick Collier. Who was minus one thirty four? This fight just absolutely fucking stinks. I should have had Kristen send me some audio and just let him pick this because this is his fucking wheelhouse. Two sloppy fucking heavyweights, mid range heavyweights, and somehow they're the co main event. That is a joke. I would rather have Brian Kellner co main event. I would rather have Dakota Bush main event. Caitlin Shikagian versus Jennifer Meyer. Really, if we're talking about rankings and we're talking about everything like that that should probably be the co main event. They're giving us Chase Sherman versus Chick Collier. I mean, I guess it could be an entertaining fight. Chase Sherman has, has you know, good chin, fancies himself as a boxer. Then Jay Collier, you know, is coming off that decision loss to Felipe. Then he's got a win over John Volante, but who the fuck doesn't? And then he got quickly knocked out by Tom Aspinall, who's an absolute stud. Uh, so this is a Jay Collier who, who was a middleweight and now is a heavyweight. And Chase Sherman, who... Was out of the UFC for a while now. Is back on two fight losing streak. He did not look good against Parker Porter. I'll tell you that. Jay Collier's boxing is unique. I wouldn't say it's good. He does like a nice little uppercut, right? Like a, the lead left hand uppercut. He throws the same combination. He moves his head pretty well. And I think that's going to get Chase Sherman problems. When I saw Chase Sherman fight Parker Porter, I was like, holy shit, this guy's so slow. I'm going to pick Jay Collier here just because Jay Sherman's slow. Collier is. The smaller guy, 185, he's going to be the faster guy here. Probably a decision win. I hate this fight so much. I do. I think it's, this should open the card. And this being a guy, and I, listen, I know fights have fallen off, guys. I'm trying not to be the most critical, but this fight is so bad. So bad. Give me Jay Collier, but who gives a shit pick, right? I don't care. I'm not going to play it. This is just a pick for the record. And I think Jay Collier maybe has a cleaner boxing. And I think he maybe I know he's gonna be the faster guy because Chase Sherman is slow as fuck. Main event time fight that everyone wants to talk about. Fight that I should have maybe even kicked the uh, the fucking podcast off with, but then you guys wouldn't have stuck around for my talk about how I have a New Year's resolution. Okay, and that was an important. Talk. <laughs> that was an important conversation we had. Kelvin Cater, twenty two and five plus one ninety eight versus Giga Chikatse, fourteen and two minus two fifty. Right off the bat. 
alarm bells go off in my head because you know I'm the best, okay? You're going to hear that a lot this year, that your boy's the best, right? I got the numbers to prove it. Right off the bat, this line seems out of whack to me. Seems a little high. Calvin Cater was the next big thing. Loses to Max Holloway in a terrific fight, right? He hit Max a lot, but Max did what Max does. Giga Chikots talking a lot on Twitter's a lot from Georgia, which is like one of the hottest countries now in MMA. All these Georgian fighters are fucking running shit. And his striking's world-class. I mean, it's above world-class. It's that fucking good. Enter Calvin Cater, who can take a beating. Calvin Cater is a mixed martial artist. Calvin Cater can wrestle. He has ground games. He has a good top game. I think he forgets that at times, right? I think he has a problem with just going, my boxing's good. I come from a boxing gym. I like sparring. I like boxing. I'm going to box. Giga Chikatse. World-class kickboxer. His hands looked phenomenal against Edson. I've critiqued his hands in the past, thinking that he was more of a you know a kicker with the giga kick, and his kicks are fancy, which they are. But he looked fantastic and fast as fuck in the Edson Barboza fight. His striking looked unbelievable. So as a striking standpoint, it's giga all fucking day. You know what I mean? It's giga all day. But this is MMA. So what is Calvin Kager to do? He's coming off kind of an embarrassing loss, not because of who you lost to, but because of how you lost. Every time Max Holloway gets brought up, we see that uh, the highlight. We see that I'm the best boxer in the UFC while you're throwing punches at him, and he's literally not even looking at you dodging punches. That's going to live on forever. You are the highlight. Your face is a mess in that fight. You took a lot of shots. I'm glad you took some time off. You deserve it. I still think he's a high-level fighter. But I just think he might be running into the wrong guy at the wrong time situation here. Giga Chikatse is a guy that... Kind of been on a little bit. Um, I mean, he's not one of my guys. I think it might be a little too late for him to be one of my guys. But I have been paying attention to the Morales fight. I remember I picked him in the Morales fight. Um, And Cody Safdick from Dogger Pass Podcast, he picked Morales. He was very confident. Cody's a goat. I love love Cody. He's great, right? When he picked Morales, I was like, fuck, man. I'm super confident in Giga. You know what I mean? Like, Like, now we're at odds because I'm like, this this dude's a fucking stud at picking fights. He's very, very good. But I uh, Omar Morales is, is not what people see. So I was right on that end, right? Great. Win for me. But ever since that fight, I'm like, man, this Giga guy's got something. Because the, the one thing that people hold, 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 the one people that keep, they keep going back to is the Austin Springer loss of contenders. Got choked out. Austin Springer, uh, you know, hasn't had the greatest UFC career. Right, uh, he's been on the contender series, won it, didn't get a contract, and then got brought up uh, early against uh, Alex uh, Alex Caceres and lost. So that his uh, one of his only losses in MMA. Excuse me, his other losses to Gil Gerardo back in 2015. But the Austin Springer loss, that's what sours me, right? Because he didn't get the contract. He was in the contender series, strictly kickboxing. Had to go fight two more fights. Then the UFC brought him in against Brandon Davis and then Jamal Emmers. Both decision wins. Jamal Emmers is a good wrestler. Brandon Davis is a decent boxer, right? So those are those are decent wins, in my opinion, for Giga. Then he turns a corner against Urban Rivera. Urban Rivera, scrappy dude, took in the final short notice. Pieces Urban Rivera, wins the decision. Omar Morales, masterclass against Omar, right? People, a lot of people were on the Omar side. I think Giga might have been an underdog. If not an underdog, it was a straight pick him, right? I was on Giga on that side. Then Jamie Simmons, he completely destroyed, but Jamie Simmons stinks. 
Destroyed Cub Swanson with a body kick, and then the Edson Barboza fight. Three rounds, high pace against a high-level striker, and he kept the pace, he kept the cardio, and he looked fucking good and fast. Calvin Cater has fought high-level guys before. Max Holloway, Jeremy Stevens, you know, Dan Ige is a win over. He's got a couple losses as well, but he's fought. He's been fed to the Shark Tank. So this is going to come down to, can Calvin take Giga down? Because Giga says on Twitter, he's a great follow on Twitter, by the way, People think it's just, this is a quote. He's like, people think it's just so easy to take me down. I've been training jujitsu and wrestling for like seven years. Like, it's not what it used to be, right? And we've seen a couple guys take him down. He shrugs, he shrugs him off. He's got that tall, lean body, which he has the leverage. Tall, lean guys, they're really tough on the initial takedown. They can stuff it right away. But the more you chain wrestle, the more you can probably get something. I don't know if Calvin Cater has that. I think Calvin Cater can maybe mix things up. Let Giga think about the takedown and crack him up high. But Giga's striking is just so fucking good. Like, I rewatched the Edson Barboza fight, and I'm blown away by how proficient, how fast, and how he moves. Everything was set up. Everything was beautiful. And he's dressed like Leon the Professional this weekend. If you, if you know who that is, you've seen that movie. Natalie Portman's like one of her first movies. Unbelievable movie. Great movie. He, You know, the guy's confident right now. You know what I mean? The guy's got it. So I'm going Giga, and I'm fucking locking him up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. I'm locking it up. That's my modal lock. Giga Chikate. Minus 250 is tough. Very, very high. I can tell you right now, he will be a part of my slime ball parlay. I don't know the other members yet. I will tweet that out on Friday, probably. Maybe we'll hop on live Friday. I had fun doing this, right? Maybe we'll get the boys on. We'll talk about the fights. You know, we'll just... You know, just kind of have a little fucking thing. I don't drink, but maybe let, let's let's fucking. There ain't no laws, white claws, baby. Right? Let's get let's get boozed up. Uh, that's the show. That is that is the show. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the main event. Go Bengals! Big weekend for your guy. A lot of things happening right now. A lot of things happening. Bengals in the playoffs for the first time since 2015, maybe. Right? Been a while, six years or so. Um, and then the fights. Which, again, kind of a weak card, but we're back. This just signals, regardless of how stacked... I mean, the co-main event is an absolute joke, but depending on how... 10 fights, right? There's not a lot to pick from, but we're back. Pay-per-view next week. Fights next week. March 5th is looking unbelievable. We might get Poirier Nate Diaz. We're getting Colby George Mosfoto. We're getting a fucking Nate to train in Columbus. Woo! Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! 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 Come on, baby! Woo! Hey, look, pal, we don't want you to... Come on, motherfucker, back! Come on! Motherfucker! Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. You see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.